You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back as we are uh, plugging right along on Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer joining you from our Grand Forks studio as we're just reflecting on this uh, wonderful conversation we had about uh, the C.S. Lewis work, The Great Divorce, which was written, I believe, in the mid-1940s, right at the end of World War II. And I think it may have been leading the author and lots of other people to think about the, the big questions in life, too. So we heartily encourage you to do that as well. We got um, off-air right after we concluded the interview a little taste, a sneak preview of what we'll be looking forward to in March. Yeah, so we're going to go from a little small, we're going to go... Big. Always go big, Father Gross, right? So we're <laughs> going to go Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. And that, that will be uh, March 18th. Um, and again, which what's isn't there an important solemnity happening? I believe that, that one is Cyril of Jerusalem. And then the following day, the 19th, That's is the, the solemnity of St. Joseph, the husband of Mary. And so this, this work, this great literature, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens, is being chosen by Nancy and, and Father Slattery um, because of the father figure that's in there and tying that into the year of St. Joseph and the Feast of St. Joseph. So uh, this is one that I'm sure we're familiar with because uh, across our years and stuff. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get renewed in the great expectations. And and that's going to be an incredible uh, conversation uh, coming up in on the 18th of March, day before Feast St. Joseph. Right, right. And since that solemnity lands on a Friday during Lent this year, um, you know, that that, that kind of complicates things, you know. It's, uh, we, we probably ought not to go to our favorite barbecue place and let everybody see us uh, but maybe eating you, meat on that But maybe if you make a day. pilgrimage to the great St. Joseph in Devil's Lake, maybe under that territorial There bond, we go. You would be, able, I don't know, there, we could look at Cathedral of St. Joseph Sioux Falls, any of our St. Joseph parishes I have a St. Joseph, my parish. I could yes, just go to indeed. my town of Lincoln and we could have a big celebration. <laughs> I, this, you know, Father Gross, you've inspired me. I'm going to have to look into our, our Lenten regulations on this. You know, and again, uh, off air, just to let the p- listeners in a little bit, we, you know, kind of have teasing or joking, but for me personally, this segment on on with Nancy and Father Slattery and the works of literature is so inspiring to me that I have this idea percolating in my back of my mind that maybe one of these days we'll have a real presence live, the whole program dedicated mm-hmm. to this and great works and. Um, Anyway, that might be well, too small I can tell an you, idea, dear, but... I can tell you, dear listeners, that sitting across from Father Leffer um, during the course of those segments every month, it is the dictionary definition of geeking out, as I see you uh, <laughs> during the course of that time. And, uh, and, and, and we're certain that there are a lot of you who share that experience, and we're very grateful that you do, and that you listen to us uh, on a daily basis here on Real Presence Radio. We have our next guest on the line, a brother priest of ours from the Diocese of Fargo, Father Bernie Fow. Welcome to Real Presence live father hello hi father you're on the air uh, good morning oh, good morning good morning yes we're we've been looking forward to visiting with you um and uh, about uh, some recent developments that have been happening in your life but before we get to that i'd like for you to just share with us a little bit of your um vocation story uh where you came from specifically and uh how you um determined to follow this call that christ had given you to serve as a priest 
Okay, uh, it's got to be short here. <laughs> I got mass coming up here in 15 minutes, so. Oh, dear, uh, okay. Yeah, over at the hospital. I'm at Bear and Devil's Lake right now. Retired, of oh. course, uh, you know, the last three and a half years. And, uh, um, yeah, otherwise, I've served in a number of, uh, like, six different parishes in the Diocese of Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, a native of Esmond, well, correct? Pardon? Yeah, I'm originally from Esmond, North Dakota, parish okay. of St. Boniface, where I was uh, baptized and uh, received the sacraments of initiation and also was ordained there in um, June of 1965. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, Father Fow, I, I want to give a personal observation for all of our listeners and just the, the grace of God working in nature, but... You would fall in that category, what's known as elderly, you, and rightly so. You've deserved it with all years. I think you're about 80 years old, right? Right around that? Uh, 81 and a half, yes. There we yes. go. Okay, and, and much-deserved retirement, but recently, because of the needs of our diocese, you were, you were called out of that retirement back into very active ministry here again. And we recently had a priest gathering, and, and Bishop Folda, and I, I think this is so true, he, he, he looked at you and he said, you know... Father Fowl, you look 10 years younger now that you're back in active ministry again. And, I, and when he said that, I looked at him and I said, you do. You, you look like you have the vim and vigor of somebody at least 60 years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed those comments, but the, I think they're buttering me up with what they're doing. <laughs> well, we realize we don't have a whole lot of time with you here today, Father, so let's get right to the topic. Um, you were very instrumental in a certain aspect of St. James Basilica in Jamestown. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this was uh, during the uh, Episcopate of uh, Bishop uh, Sullivan, you know, and uh, he was uh, <clears throat> he was really the one that um, that pushed, you know, and promoted it because we were celebrating the centennial of the state and also of the Diocese of Fargo, and uh, his uh, his well, um, <clears throat> his I guess uh, idea was. It would sure be nice if um, St. James Basilica Parish could be elevated to uh, a minor basilica because it was the first see, you know, of North Dakota, mm-hmm. the Diocese of Jamestown. And so for a couple of years, it held that prestige, you know, of being the sea uh, city. But um, Bishop um, Chamley at the time, um, you know, way back in 1889, um, decided to uh, to move to Fargo and have the sea there instead of in Jamestown. So uh, anyway, this was a uh, Bishop Sullivan thought that you know it should be a nice recognition for the original sea city for North Dakota for the Catholic Church. And uh, so the um, Father Coyle, who was the uh, bishop's uh, secretary, I guess at the time, really did most of the groundwork and terms of collecting documents and uh, working um, make sure that we fulfilled uh, all the requirements for becoming a minor basilica. And so it was uh, in the July of 23rd, uh, uh, 1989, that uh, uh, the, this was granted, you know, to, from the Holy See that uh, St. James would now be called uh, the basilica, a minor basilica. And a minor basilica, you know, reflects, uh, <clears throat> you know, its unity with the Holy See, 
just like any major basilica would. But uh, it was, uh, you know, a little more, I think, pressure and responsibility on the parish to, uh, to mm-hmm. do more for, um, I think, you know, celebrating our unity with the with the Holy See. And there were certain requirements, um, you know, like we needed to um, um, <clears throat> we needed to have uh, um, you know a sign out in front that indicated that it was a basilica parish, and that was done uh, nicely. And also to um, celebrate some of more of our liturgies with the plain song chant and Gregorian. Uh, you know, some of the more traditional music of the Church. And uh, that's one thing we're trying to do now during the Lenten season as well for the parish at St. James, is uh, trying to highlight some of those uh, uh, traditional chants and that during the liturgy. Mm -hmm. We should also mention that uh, Father Fowl graciously agreed a few months ago to uh, become a temporary administrator there at the Basilica in Jamestown and its mission parishes um, until such a time as a new uh, rector can be appointed. Um, When we talk about uh, a basilica, and especially in the case of Jamestown, which had previously been a sea city, there is, uh, I believe, a titular bishop uh, of Jamestown, um, in addition to the governance of uh, the Bishop of Fargo. Can you explain a little bit what that means? Yes. um, Well, every auxiliary bishop in the diocese needs to have their own See, uh, you know, their own sea city or sea diocese. So from the beginning, um, uh, St. James Basilica had um, a titular bishop from Pittsburgh. I think his name was Subic, Bishop, uh, Auxiliary Bishop Subic. And then after that, um, both he and the next one died. So the, per- the current titular bishop is from Dallas, Texas. The Diocese of Dallas. His name is uh, Gregory T. Kelly, and so um, we've been in touch with him, trying to maybe get something uh, from him, a statement, or uh, you know, just to stay in touch with the uh, titular see, you know, of St. James Basilica. And uh, we're waiting to hear from him, but he did assure us, uh, especially next Monday is the Feast of the Chair of Peter. Uh, February 22nd, and that's a very significant feast day for that parish, because it reminds us again of our uh, communion with the Holy See, the chair mm-hmm. of Peter. Yep. Yeah. And that word so cathedral... So that's a particular bishop, it's just a title, that's what it means. Right. But they really have no authority, they have no responsibility. Hopefully yep. there'll be some communication in that with them. Yeah, and and that uh, word cathedral comes from the Latin cathedra, meaning chair, the uh, uh, embodiment of the authority of the of the bishop. And that's a good point, Father Gross. We should say so. The word titular, literally Latin for yep. title. Yes, and then the word also basilica. It's it's a literally it means a type of architecture, the way the building is shaped. In Greek basileia, mm-hmm. but it's taken on a spiritual meaning with right. regard to certain yep. churches. So the yep. four major basilicas which are in Rome, would be St. John Lateran, mm-hmm. which is primary, St. Peter's, mm-hmm. St. Mary Magdalene, or sorry, St. Mary Major. Major, 
And then St. Paul, Paul outside the walls. The walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, right. that, uh, yeah, historically, basilicas in many parts of the Roman Empire were royal halls that were basically taken over as Christianity grew mm-hmm. in, order to, uh, in order to accommodate those things. So when somebody enters a basilica, there's a particular, it looks like an umbrella that you see usually in the sanctuary. Can you tell us what uh, that symbol is about? Well, uh, I think it's called an umbrellino. Mm-hmm. Uh, is its proper name for it. Yes, that was one thing that uh, we were encouraged to do, but uh, the umbrellino is um, it's really something reserved for the for the Holy Father. You know, if the Pope happens to come to uh, the Jamestown, and, uh, you know, there should be a special place for him, and uh, that's called the umbrellino. We Very never got one for Jamestown because I didn't think the Pope would ever come there. <laughs> and if he would, I was willing to go down to the St. Mary's Basilica in um, Minneapolis and bring theirs up here for that time. There you go. There's always a plan. So if <laughs> yeah. as one visits uh, basilicas in different parts of the country, that's uh, that yellow and red umbrellino and, is a and usually if, telltale sign. If you were to pop it out, like we were in, we, we were in St. Louis when the Pope came, it's, it has the Vatican everything indicating your cathedral is a basilica too yes well father fa we know that you need to run and we need to step aside for a break so thank you so much for taking this time and uh blessings to you and your ministry yeah well you know um next monday being the uh, chair of peter uh, we're going to have a special mass and uh for the people and we'll be praying not just for our people but for the whole diocese and the the universal church and what time will that what time will that mass be father uh, twelve ten. Okay. Uh, noon mass. Yeah. Twelve ten. Wonderful. Yes. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. The, the people are pretty proud of. I think the uh, status of being a basilica, minor basilica. The closest one would be, you know, Minneapolis or Denver uh, or up in Canada. But you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's a special uh, honor. I think. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful. God bless, God bless you, you Father. Good month, everyone. Thank you very much. One more segment coming up after this as we uh, tie up some odds and ends. We'll be coming right back on Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 